0: This is the sports show we've all been waiting for. Connoisseurs of sport features two sports enthusiasts who go beyond statistics to help you interpret the sports you love in new and refreshing ways. The Scout will help you spot players and teams that have the makings of true greatness without having to rely solely on fickle statistics. And the GM will help you understand how it goes on behind the scenes Translate into what happens on court or on the field. Get ready, because no one else does it like the connoisseurs of sports. Episode 35. <laughs> it's the playoffs coming up, Scout. Are you excited? The NBA playoffs? That's the one. Playoffs? <laughs> you That's sound like Allen Iverson. Practice. Well, that is, you know, the great uh, quote, or I don't know if you want to call it a quote, but Jim Mara, who was the Indianapolis coach, jeez, I'm off. Indianapolis Colts coach back in yeah. 1991, ever, and said that about when someone asked him about playoffs. Hey, playoffs? Yeah. And for, those of, can, for the I just, hope we, game. I just okay. hope we can win a game. That was his deal. So. For the uninitiated, that's the NFL. Okay. Yeah, sure. um, so. Sure. Sure. There you go. So this is coming up. The playoffs kick off on Saturday, April 16th. So this Saturday. Um, now in the East, Scout, we know what the standings are. We know who the final eight are going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, there could be some shifting there, but probably not too much. Uh, in the West, we know six of the eight. We're not sure of the final two. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we jump into that, are there any thoughts that you have for us before we talk about any of these topics tonight? Um. Well, we're recording on this is Sunday night post another matchup between the Warriors and the Spurs and the Warriors. Mm-hmm. And then you mean Sunday, April 10th, just April 10th. Yes. Mm-hmm. The Warriors actually beat the Spurs at home. Uh, snapping their undefeated streak, whatever it was this season. And, oh, now they're 39 or whatever in one. Mm-hmm. They went in to San Antonio and won a rugged game, which I think was is always impressive for them to do. Um, so, you know, that made things interesting, at least per, as far as my perception of things going into the playoffs. I just wanted to touch on that because it was a big game. And also – um, we all know they're chasing the Bulls. They have now tied the Bulls. Yes, at, at 72 wins. 72 wins, and that is quite the accomplishment. So I just want to congratulate the Golden State Warriors and all the Golden State Warrior fans out there for an all time season. And we'll see if they can beat the Grizzlies. I, yeah. Yeah. Just full disclosure, I don't really care about that record. Um, well, you know. Don't I, cut I, me I, off. Don't I, cut, I, me, cut me off. Wait a minute. Right. Don't cut me yeah. off, Scott. Wait a minute now. Right. I don't really care about that record. Um, unless, and I think uh, Scottie Pippen was saying this, or I'm not sure who, unless mm-hmm. uh, they win. Like, if they win it all, okay, we can pull in the record. The that's team. obvious. Right, right. I yeah, don't know um, how obvious that is. Don't say that. Don't say that. That no, ain't no, obvious to some. Mm-mm. Well, you know, you would think if they lost after this, it would be somewhat embarrassing, even though this team is is immune to criticism. Thank you. That's what I'm saying. So especially their their uh their their point guard or scoring guard. I mean, it's like, you know, they, they had they're playing with house money. I mean, yes, they do, you know, they don't stand to lose anything by losing. But right. you know You know, so I'm just saying for me it'll be meaningful if they, you know, then go in and win the title. Uh otherwise I don't really care. I mean, it doesn't mean anything to me. Uh champions are made, we know, in the post season. This okay. Great players shine in the postseason. And I've been saying this ever since we started talking about the NBA. Let me see it in the postseason and then I will crown whoever needs to be crowned. Well um, we're not crowning, but again, mm-hmm. my point, they played a 96 84 oh, game, whatever. Yep. Um know. and that is, you know, the Spurs again, the teams really over the past month have been able to slow them down a bit. That's true. And so like you're saying, with that with that kind of score total, that's low, very low for them. And they were able to pull it out in San Antonio. So Don't that, uh, this, again, harbingers, that's all. Possibly. It's not a harbinger or anything. Possibly. It means nothing. Uh, also, I can't believe you got me defending the Golden State Warriors. You want to go there. Look, you know, it means nothing. Uh, it, it, <laughs> and here's the other thing. Because they're going to have home court advantage if they meet the Spurs anyway. So they don't need to win in San Antonio. So, you know, that means – Oh, you always got to win on the road. You know how this goes. Do you? You mean theoretically they don't have to. But, you know, they got to drop a game at home. You don't have to win on the road theoretically you don't have to but right anyway. period now if you lose at home yeah they'll have to win on the road <laughs> that's going to happen it's the play hey san antonio has not been able to beat them at home uh, in uh golden state thus far so i'm just saying you know that this means nothing to me i know we're gonna get into all of that and now that yeah. i'm i glad we had this little uh <laughs> at the beginning of this episode let's <laughs> let's dive right in Here we go with the playoffs. Okay. So if you want the current matchups, the current matchups, do you want the East or the West first? Let's get the East out of the way. Let's uh, just get it out of the way. I knew you were going to say that. So Yeah, let's come on. Let's do, let's say the best for last. Okay. And some of this, everyone, is subject to change. As of right now, uh, Cleveland versus Detroit. That's the one versus eight. Do we really need to go into that? We we can roll through these as quickly as you'd like. So, (laughs) obviously, you're going with the Cavs. Do you think Detroit will win any games against the Cavs? No. Okay, next is Toronto versus Indiana. That's interesting. I I really need an update on Paul George's health. I know he hurt his ankle. Well, regardless, let me tell you, Toronto... um, has the record against them this season, three to one. Since you want to bring up the regular season, there it is. So Toronto, uh, okay, I'm about to hear this for the entire <laughs> podcast. now. I'm, Toronto, I'm taking that. Um, okay. Toronto's going to win. I don't have any doubt Toronto's going to win that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They'll have home court. All yeah. right. I mean, you know. um, Next, Atlanta versus Charlotte. That's the three versus the six. Oh, and by the way, Toronto versus Indiana was the two versus the seven. So right. Atlanta versus Charlotte, three versus six. Atlanta leads Charlotte this season three to one. And I just think Atlanta will win that just based on the team concept. I know Kemba Walker's a uh, really good scorer there, and the Hornets, you know, play that open court game, mm-hmm. um, that stretch game with their four. Um, I understand that, um, but I like Atlanta, and also with the playoffs. This is on a broad. So note, what you're saying is their power forward uh, in Charlotte stretches out beyond. Oh right, you know we're talking about that open post offense we see a lot. Um, And just for the people who don't know what you mean, so what that power forward when you say stretch and open post, just describe that for the people so they can see it. Oh, it's just um, open court, no one's down on the block uh, clogging Mm -hmm. it up. They bring them in high. You'll see a lot of the high screen roll. Well, I'm not so so it's 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 pretty it's It's screen and pop really. Yeah, so it's pretty empty around the basket. Is what you're yeah. saying? You're opening yeah. the floor, um, and really, you want the three ball. And mm-hmm. if they jump high and take away the three ball, then you have a lot of the cutting and action underneath that. And all the Golden the State, screening. the Golden State model, right yeah. now. Since we're off into this, Golden State are the masters of this because they have so many multi-dimensional players. Multi-dimensional characters, or yes, so everyone is, is really secondary to them as far as execution of this. Of course, now th- now let's pause right here. I'm glad you bring this up. As we have said, and yes. as I have underlined, highlighted, put asterisks around, mm-hmm. the Golden State Warriors are the best team, T E A M, in basketball. Yeah, I don't think it's any doubt about that, right? But what I'm saying is, their so-called star is helped. Are oh, you trolling Steph again? I'm telling the truth. This is not a troll. He is I a pres- star though. He's a star. You would agree with that? Yes, of course. Oh, okay, alright. Depends on how you define star. He's not a superstar, but he's a star. So, um... <laughs> you talking basketball now, not... He's a superstar as far as his reach as in personality. I think so. ESPN has made him so. D- no, uh, not yet. Not for me. He has... He, oh, for goodness sake, that's because you're talking about the game. Superstars, to me, transcend. He has not reached that level yet. So, that is my definition. I I you want to call him a superstar, you go ahead. I, I think miss. if you go to Asia, I don't know that he's a superstar in Asia. He may okay. be. I don't know. We know who the Asians like, and I mean in Asia. We know who they like. I have not heard a bunch of Steph Curry love. Okay, no. See what? Let's not get sidetracked. So, um... When it comes to that, that team, the Golden State Warriors, allows Steph Curry really to just focus on his strengths. Sure, yeah. He it's really right. a it's it's a it's a role. Yes. And if he is pushed out of that role, then there are other people who can pick up the slack. They can change. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. They can change their offense if needed. So I, you know, it's not to, to knock Steph Curry. It's just to put everything in its proper place, right, right? And and really to ground this, I think what you're saying, GM, is there's a lot of um, Steph Curry comparisons to people that I know. Certainly, we don't believe he's on their level. No, um, a lot of Michael Jordan, uh, Kobe Bryant, people like that kind of talk. It's and that's very, the- yeah, yeah, that's not what he is um he fits into a system he is again there's been no better shooter of the basketball especially from distance in history oh of course yeah right yes but we we gotta stop short when we talk about these guys who are forces of nature on the court where no matter what system you put them in i mean i think even me and you we had a discussion about the philosophy whereas back, and if we just take Kobe Bryant for instance with Phil Jackson, it was always his job to get everyone else shots and get everyone else involved. There was even some of that with Michael Jordan as well. Um, you saw that with a lot yeah, of to Yeah, to, to a lesser extent for Jordan. Right, whereas the great player or the best offensive player, great player, it was incumbent upon them to get everyone involved before they got to their offense, and, whereas... yeah, and scout. That's just on the offensive end. My whole right. thing with curry right. is he also doesn't have defensive responsibilities that Jordan and Kobe had. They had no. they hide him on defense via Clay Thompson. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, and a lot of people, a lot of Steph Curry sycophants will say, "Well, he has 2.2 steals, he leaves the league in steals or something," which has never been. Don't quote stats. Yeah, exactly. which has never been an indicator of defense. But, um, but the point is, is, I think the the major point with Steph Curry is, and again, this is going back to the conversation we had, is that the Golden State Warriors run an offense whose chief objective is to get Steph Curry shots. That's number one. Exactly, and that has not been traditionally the case with a lot of great players throughout history. This has really been a new kind of thing, I believe. Even if you go back to like Isaiah Thomas, if you watch him play, play if you watch him play with the Pistons, there was a lot of him not even looking for a shot. Well, he was the point guard, in, right? And so, not just a name. Yeah, it's not. Again, what do we say here? Keep people in their eras and don't compare. Somewhat, um. Limited, I don't know to call Steph Curry limited, but he doesn't... I do. He doesn't excel in all areas of the floor. You can't compare him to guys... What a euphemism. Did everybody hear that? What a euphemism for limited? Sorry, right, go ahead. You, you, well, right. Well, you can't compare him to guys that are just... Again, we've said this, devastating and have been devastating for over a decade in all areas of the floor on both right. sides, um, you know, defensively, uh, the whole nine yards. It's just not... I just want... A truth to be told. That's it. Well, it's It's, all. Well, that's it. Just tell the truth. I don't know why you have to overstate it. What he does is enough. Don't overstate it. Don't put him in the wrong category because then we're going to have to come for you. Right. And that is not coming for him. But. No. And you have to respect the changes in the game. That's why I'm always on here saying leave people in the error and cut it out. Yeah, but Still. Even with that, he does nothing on the defensive end. You can bring up steals, but then I can throw this back, and then we'll move on. Uh, yeah, that's because he can focus on gambling because he's not guarding anyone. Anyway, so... Um, to, I mean, I'm not going to argue with that. You you have a lot of Steph Curry love tonight, and that's good. So what we're going to do now is... <laughs> so you, you're going with Atlanta over Charlotte. Great. Yes. Uh, yeah, the final- uh, oh, you know what I want to say about that? In, in a matchup like that, really, overall, the playoffs really... It's something extra. It's not just the X's and O's. It's about character a lot of times. What do you and mean? Having, and having been there. Knowing when to do certain things. Yes. Yeah. situations in the game. When do I go to certain people? Yes. How do I set up certain plays? When do I go to these plays? I mean, this, these things matter because it's such a possession by possession game. Yes. In the playoffs. And so I look at a team like Charlotte and – a lot of them haven't been there. Atlanta's been there. Yes, right. Mill, Paul, Millsap has been. Even though back to Utah, has been in serious series. Yes, right. Um, Kyle Corver, guys like that. You have a lot of veteran. Um, um, Al Horford. A lot of their core has been there. That's true. So and not- and Corver is experienced at making those shots in big times. Right. Yeah. All matters. Okay. Um. So th- I just wanted to bring that up in a matchup like that where it's kind of nebulous. Mm-hmm. Thinking, you know, Kemba Walker, who you know has some experience with big games on the lower level, like the college level, but and, and I'm not, I'm not that saying don't he, count. Yeah, I know, but Kemba Walker will be, will show up to play. Yeah, I I'm mean, he's sure. not gonna, you know, tank. But right. I think collectively the Atlanta Hawks have a, a team, a solid team. And Walker's on the Hornets. You are talking about Kemba? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. That's okay. that lead guard, that scoring guard. Again, a kind of a Steph Curry on a lower level. Um, but more diverse of a score, I would say than Steph, but not yeah. there, not as devastating as Steph Curry. But no. um, yeah, it, it, the Atlanta Hawks. I just want to say, look, as a team, I think they're going to come in and bring the lunch pail. Do you think? Do you think the Hornets? You think the Hornets will win any games in that series? I do. I will give them a game, a game. Okay. And remember, um, remember, with the way people shoot the three ball these days. mm Hmm. I nope. mean, you somebody shoots you under the table in a game. Don't justify We don't need a justification. So yes, I think they get a game off of the mm-hmm. Hawks. There you go. Maybe. That's right. Not nah, a game. I was going to say two, but I'm going to stay with a game. Hey, be confident. Now, uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> the final matchup in the East, uh, the four versus the five, Boston versus Miami. Oh, my favorites. Now, Boston leads Miami this season two to nothing. Yeah. Look. And this is strange for um, a Kobe Bryant fan and and really a Los Angeles Lakers fan, but I really enjoy the Celtics. Right now? Yes. Mm -hmm. I I enjoy Isaiah Thomas, the the second version, the lefty. Yeah, Isaiah with two A's. Oh, is that what it is? GM has the spellings down, folks. (laughs) Yeah, because everyone, the legend Isaiah Thomas is... I-S-I-A-H, Dalton, okay? So this Isaiah has the biblical spelling that you're talking about. Hey, the GM got y'all covered. (laughs) But, um, again, Boston plays that spread up-tempo offense. They're in the top three as far as pace, uh, with Sacramento being number one. Bet you didn't know that. Uh, number two is the, you know, Golden State Warriors, which everyone knows of the pace they play at and, and the Boston Celtics are number three. But that's breaking news that uh the Golden State Warriors aren't number one at tempo. That is, isn't it? Yeah. Sacramento's beating them? Wow. Yeah, Boogie Cousins and the and, and, and the squad out there running it up and down. Yeah, bo- bo- yeah, Boogie Cousins is crazy, so that makes sense. <laughs> no, and you know, Isaiah Thomas is leading Boston, you know, to those yes. quick, quick offensive strikes. Yeah. yeah, and he is just I think I said this on one of the previous podcasts, he is just remarkable around the hoop as far as finishing for a guy that's what five ten. Yeah, so he has to be or he wouldn't be in the league. Oh, he is he is a treat to watch. So if anyone hasn't watched him And look, he ain't five ten, they probably haven't they probably have listed there. he ain't five ten. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, you're <laughs> right about that probably about five nine. All right. But but yeah, he is just a treat to watch and they went in actually in the Golden State, I believe, last week. Mm-hmm and shut that that undefeated record down, right? He went in there and kind of... He went in there and played them tough and actually beat them. Um, so I'm going to take... Ah, see, then we run into uh, this whole spiel about having character. That's what I was going to bring up because in Miami you have you have the stone cold, dark hearted assassin in Dwayne Wade, yeah. and you have a Chris Bosh who we'll see what his health issues are doing, but a Chris Bosh that has more room on the court without LeBron there. Go ahead. I got. It. I can't go against Dwayne Wade in the first round playoff series. Mm. Now I this is this- hard. Now four four versus yeah, five is uh, hard to call especially against a team who hasn't been there. And, um, as much as I love Isaiah, I'm going to have to take the heat. And and we just talked, I just said it, character, having been there. Um, you, wanted to bring up, you wanted to bring up well, the regular season, and I told you that the Celtics beat the Heat twice in the regular season. Yeah, but that doesn't mean anything with those. Oh, now, now it doesn't mean anything. Okay, now we have. Now, wait, here's your matchup thing you have, though. <laughs> you have Hassan Whiteside uh doing it with blocks. Doing, doing it with blocks. Who was more your traditional big man? Having to play against Boston with that up-tempo run-and-gun offense. Yeah. What's the matchup there? Who dictates? Now, if we talk playoffs, it's more likely that the Miami Heat will be able to impose their pace and their will. So what you're saying is in the playoffs, it's easier to slow teams down. Yes, because the Miami Heat, if you look at their pace, they're way down in the bottom bottom quarter. They're like 25, 26 in pace. Yeah, so with Dwayne Wade, style. of course. Right. This is a style clash. Yeah. And if you take, again, guys that have been there before, champions. Yes. These guys that have been there, champions, and the propensity or the um, – it's a little – again, it's a little easier to slow people down in the playoffs in a series. So I'm going to go with the Heat reluctantly. Now, the only problem is if they remain where they are – the Celtics will have home court. That doesn't bother me. I still got to go heat. Okay, good. Now, let's move on to the West. Um, the big boy ball. There you go. Uh, let's go in reverse order. We're going to start at the four versus the five. We got the Clippers versus the Portland Trailblazers. The Clippers lead the Trailblazers this season 3-1. to This is interesting. Mm-hmm. You got you got uh Chris Paul yes. versus Lillard. Fierce competitor. Another one, fierce competitor. Um versus I'm more concerned. I'm more concerned about Damien Lillard's... Dame Lillard's team. Cause he has McCullum and then who else? You really want me to go through that? Alfred no, no that was that was and, that was, and, and and uh, uh, one of the uh, uh, Plumley boys. That was uh, rhetorical. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm taking Clippers there. Um, they have home court if this holds. Um, you know, and uh, Apollo Creed is back. Yeah. Um, Blake Griffin. For all the people that don't know. Now you know the Clippers will have home court. Um, yeah, I, I got to go Clippers there. Um, unless they, the only I, Damian Lillard would have to play. The height of his te- abilities, I think, mm-hmm. the, the Clippers, and you know, with Chris Paul, and he has to deal with Chris Paul, which is never easy. Yeah, I know no one talks about Chris Paul anymore, but Chris Paul is a fierce competitor. So I'm going to take Clippers there if this um, holds, because Portland might drop. Um, I'm kind of hoping they do. Uh huh. You'd kinda, rather you'd rather that they see the Thunder? Jeez. Yeah. yeah. See. I, it, I, yeah, it doesn't get prettier because if they drop, they get the Thunder. If they That's drop, the another, Western Conference. Yeah. If they drop another, they get the Spurs. If they drop another, they get Golden State. So, um, I would like to see South- them against Golden State, even though I think Golden State mm-hmm. beat them. Um, I would like to see that series. Yeah. Now they're probably not going to drop. If they drop, it probably be to the sixth. Spot not not below that so it's either yeah. Clippers or the Thunder. You you say what's a better matchup for them? The, the Clippers or the Thunder. Yeah, you know, that's a good question. And that's why I asked it. Mm-hmm. That is a really good question. I almost yeah. think the Thunder may be a little better. I think so too. I'm gonna tell you why. The Thunder are are just Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant right. in my opinion. Um, so and they get solid center play out of Adams and Cantor. I will yeah. see that. So but you said was... those names and I'm already falling asleep. So uh, <laughs> you know the Clippers. But if you me, put them together, they're really plus. I'm t- plus, I'll tell you this: the Clippers have who as their coach? Doc. And they got. I mean, they got Jamal Crawford, who coming off the bench will kill yes. you. Yeah. Yes. So you know they have a champion coach. Who who played in the league and was rough and tumbled in. Yep. Knows how this goes. And you have the Oklahoma City Thunder who does not have such strong coaching. No. They got a brand new Billy Donovan. Uh, The first year, I believe, they got rid of Scotty Brooks, which, you know. hey, Just saying. Strange to me, but they did. Just, you know, I don't think. They would beat either team, but if I were on that team, I'd rather see the Thunder. The Thunder are more likely to me to break down and lose to someone they're better than. Yes. The Clippers, I think you have to beat, meaning they're going to lose to people that are better than them. They're not going to drop, in my opinion, drop a series to someone who isn't as talented. Yeah, and, and, you know, because Chris Paul and Doc Rivers will come and eat your children. Right. Yes, they will. In the immortal words of Russell Edgington, Eat your children's. Eat your children's. <laughs> and where's that from, Russell Edgerton? Uh, True Blood. True Blood from yeah. HBO. Okay, moving up. The three versus the six, Oklahoma City, who we just talked about, versus Memphis. Uh, Memphis doesn't have enough offensively. I mean, plus, they, they, I don't even know who's healthy over there. Yeah, now, Oklahoma City leads uh, Memphis 2-1 to one in the regular season. Yeah I, I I don't see Memphis beating him four times. I mean, I don't know what Connelly's up to if he's what his health is. Yeah. Um uh, yeah, Zebo's been back. Uh, Marcus Soul is out. Has been out. So I they don't have enough to me. I just think Westbrook and Yeah, and his last name's Gasol. All right. So, um moving but up. He's the tough one though. He's the tough one, which is relative. Uh, moving up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like saying, "Well, that's the tougher cheese." Um uh, moving up. <laughs> The two versus the seven, San Antonio versus Dallas. The showdown in Texas. Uh, San Antonio? Yeah, I mean, that's easy. San Antonio leads Dallas three to nothing um, this season. And I will tell everyone that they played Dallas in the final game of the season. Oh, which I'm sure um, no one for the Spurs will be playing. I may get a call from that. (laughs) You might just write. probably put me on a ten day, or just to play that last week. <laughs> All right, but before we go into that, because that we, I do want to talk to you about uh, the final two slots in the West. Mm-hmm. But before we go into that, um, Golden State versus Utah—that's the one versus the eight in the West. Are you calling the upset? No, but that's a that <laughs> look. But but. That is a clash of styles like you've never seen. Yeah, it's going to be a clash. It's so bad that it's going to be a big broom that's brought up to sweep. Are you serious? Well, listen to me. Listen (laughs) to me. Now, Utah, wait a minute. Utah took them to overtime, I believe. And lost. True, but they took him to overtime. Well now you're saying that, let me tell you something. Let me let me pull this what up. You go to, uh, I'm trying to create interest. I know, but it yeah, ain't working. Now let me tell you, because Draymond Green, you know, after all of that losing, he was like, Look, we bored, it's the end of the season. And he said, I mean, that just happens. He said, but we can't let it happen. That was his message. So uh I think that push back a bit. Hmm. How can you be bored when you could possibly have the best record in history? Well, I can, I can somewhat understand that because what he's saying is, look, it's a long slog through the season, 82 games. We're at the end. Um, and, and that kind of record is a nebulous thing for someone who's not a cold, stone-cold killer, someone who's not a Michael Jordan, someone who's not a Reggie Miller, someone who's not a Kobe Bryant. Well, Kobe had a comment about that. I know. Yeah, That's work. what I, yeah. I, I'm just listing some of these stone-cold killers who don't care. They could be playing pickup ball in the offseason. Can we have a generational conversation here? Yeah. What is with all of this resting and, like you've said, this lack of competitive spirit is what I see mm-hmm. these days, which has really soured me in a lot of cases. I mean, yeah, I got LeBron they're... James sitting out games for no reason. What is does go – I don't recall this being a case with you know the Michael joys I it sound like an old man here um even Kobe if he's not injured you, even if, if Kobe well, is injured yeah even if he i mean if you're not yeah if his, if he has all of his you know uh uh appendages he's gonna play but what is this I need rest bit where does this come from look, I, look no don't. you don't Golden State. Again, listen, and getting back and and backing up into the greatness conversation. This is part of it. Endurance. Okay? Not I'm playing 32 minutes a night because I need the rest, or I'm sitting... (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna sit Tim, now I get it for the Spurs and I get Tim Duncan because Tim Duncan is seventy five years old. I get that. And Tim Duncan scoring like four points a game, who cares? But the point I understand it for pop because he has Tim Duncan, he has Tony Parker, he has um who's Ginobili. like Ginobili. I get that. But these guys that are in their prime, put the uniform on and go play. As Kobe would say, it may be some kid in the audience that bought a ticket that has never seen me play. Yes. Put behind, out there and play and cut it out. Yeah, because yes, because you are performers now. Yeah, let I mean, look, Play Golden, a game. Now, Golden State leads Utah four nothing this season, and you're all about the regular season. So, I'm surprised that you were saying that. You don't have to stop saying that. <laughs> look, all I'm saying, all I'm saying with the Ness is <laughs> okay. The Utah Jazz are last or first, however you look at this, at pace. Meaning, they play at the slowest <laughs> in the league, and they got a bunch of big boys, they're bruisers. Okay, yeah. and, and they are going to try the slow goal to slow Golden State down as everyone will, but they are really gonna, I mean, they're gonna try to go rugged on them, and they're gonna get swept trying to do it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you for coming back to what I stated hey, now. Um, Listen, I'm a realist. Now, here we go. With these final two slots out west, the the seventh and eighth seeds, currently Dallas and Utah occupy them. But Houston is on the outside looking in. Um, Just to give everyone a little bit of of knowledge here. So this is what would have to happen for some of this stuff to change. Uh, If the Mavericks lose their final two games and Houston wins the final two games, Houston will then be in one of those two slots, okay? hmm So that's one thing there. Now, just so everyone knows, the Mavs play at Utah on Monday and uh, at home versus the Spurs on Wednesday. Okay. That ain't a good two games for them to it's end. It's not, on. but you got to – okay, for the Spurs, you got to count on seeing the B team. That's true. That game's in Dallas? Yes, it's still not a good. You still don't want to see the Spurs just because of the, the, the organizational continuity. You don't want to see them. And going into Utah is not easy. But now you're gonna t- who the Rockets? How the Rockets looking? I'll keep going. So uh, for the Rockets, let's say in Utah, Utah would need to lose one of their next two, their final two, mm-hmm. and Houston would still need to win the final two. So, um, Utah... Okay, so let me stop you right there to clarify. Houston has to win out. Yes. Period. Okay. Yes, because Houston right now has 41 losses. Okay. okay no, so... this is for a tie to happen. This is for a tie to happen. And then okay. to get getting the tie breaks. Okay. Yes. I see what Yeah, getting get to the tie breaker. Yeah, thank you for that. So, for them to get into a tie breaker, Utah would need to lose one of the two, and Houston would have to win the final two. Um, now, Utah plays... Of course, Dallas at home on Monday, and they play the Lakers in L.A. on Wednesday, Kobe's final game. I wouldn't want to be a part of that either. Who knows what's going to happen? Exactly. And
1: so that's. Maybe he could
0: score five points or he could try to kill you. Exactly. And he did have 35 tonight. So who yeah. knows? You have no idea. Uh, plus, the you know, the whole hoopla surrounding that game. It's just a weird atmosphere, yeah. right? You don't want to be playing for your playoff life in something strange like that. Yes. And for Houston, they have the weakest of the, the two pairs of final two games, or three pairs. Um, Houston plays at Minnesota on Monday and then at home versus Sacramento on Wednesday. Uh, Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Don't be talking down on my Minnesota boys. I didn't talk down on them, but I... Look, playing Minnesota and Sacramento is better than playing Utah and the Spurs or Dallas and the Lakers in Kobe's final game. I don't know. All right, you think that's harder. That's fine. We have that on the record. My (laughs) my Timberwolves that don't... I mean... But you know they're a bit of a box a box of chocolates too, as as far as Gump would say. Sometimes <laughs> you never know because they're so young. But in Sacramento, yeah, I mean, who knows? You could get bo- you could get beaten by both of them, or you could coast over both of them. Who knows? I'm just saying on paper that yeah. looks, that looks a little softer than the others. We never know. Um, now uh, for the Mavs in Utah. For them to be tied, the Mavs would have to lose at least one or two, and then Utah would have to win the final two. Um, so there you go with that. Now, their tiebreaker of the Mavs in Utah is Monday's game. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, see how Everybody that works? Tune in if you can. So, see, they have an emotional game, both of those teams, on Monday. And then who knows what the Spurs are going to show up with on Wednesday versus the uh, Maverick, the Mavericks, and then the Lakers again versus Utah. So that's again why I'm saying I, I think Houston ha- just on paper looks a little easier in yeah. the season. It's a cleaner, yeah, they have a cleaner. So who are, who do you think will fill in those final two st- uh, slots among those three teams? Dallas, Utah, Houston. Now remember, right now Houston. Uh, is at 41 losses, Utah's at 40 losses, and Dallas is at 39. Man. I- I'm going to say it's stayed state the way it is. I think Houston gets eliminated. Mm. Now, keep this in mind. Dallas and Utah, they're going to have at least one loss because they play each other. They play each other, right. Mm-hmm. So, But still, Houston has to win out. Yeah. And I just think one of those two teams – Go over the Houston thing again. Wait, are those both at home? No, on the road on Monday at U, at, at sorry at Minnesota, and then at home versus mm-hmm. Sacramento on Wednesday. And you got Dallas and Utah beating each other up. Um, this this tough. It is tough. I think Dallas. I, I, I think I think Houston's mm-hmm. out. Okay. Yeah, I, I definitely think Dallas is in. I think it's more of a, is it Utah or Houston? Right, and I'm looking at Utah, and even with the weirdness of the Laker game, the Lakers are 16-64. Yes. I mean, I gotta, you know. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. So uh, that's the playoff picture as it stands right now. Um, so let's get any final thoughts you have on the playoffs thus far, because we'll keep talking, of course, the closer we get into right. out playoffs all right, um, um this is the time of year where we see what people are made of mm-hmm. um as the gm has briefed us all on yes this is when we see who if you are you know right. who you say you are okay. keep in mind this is about being able to execute in the face of defenses when when other teams know what you're gonna do they'll see you over a two-week period mm-hmm. know each other's tendencies can you execute in the face of that? Now, and, speaking of execution, wait a minute. Speaking yes. of execution, Scout, let's get you to execute. Who comes out of the West? Oh, you're making me predict before we go in. That's right. Let me just say for the record, I hate predictions. Oh, goodness. We know. That's why we're having you do them. Okay. East or West first? How you want it? West. Dang. Golden State. Okay. And the East. The Cleveland. So, a rematch of last year's finals. Who wins? Can we get to the finals first before I start predicting who wins? We will have you, you can update your prediction. We're getting it now on the record, though. Uh, Just go ahead and say it Golden State. Mm -hmm. So, you don't think the Spurs, do you think the Spurs will get to Golden State? In the conference finals, yes. Okay, and you and you say Golden State prevails. Good. Who do you think the Cavs will have to match up with in the Eastern Conference Finals? <laughs> um, uh, I have no clue. <laughs> I can look, I could see Miami getting there. Well, see, Miami would meet them in the semifinals. Oh, you say in the conference? Okay. I mean, Toronto, though? And I apologize to all my Canadian brothers and sisters, but... Yeah. My question for the Raptors is, when they need a bucket, Mm -hmm. I'm not as terrific as as their backcourt is. Demar DeRozan and and, um, Kyle Lowry. Lowry's. That's right. I just don't know, down the stretch of a game, if I can count on them for yeah. three or four straight possessions in the I don't know that. Yeah, cuz it would probably be what the so the Cavs would probably meet either the Raptors or the Hawks. Yeah. Um I think they roll the Hawks. And the Ra- See, this is this is about LeBron James. Mhm. And when LeBron James is in a matchup with a team that he feels he's better than, again, we get to this bully concept. mm mm-hmm. Mhm he plays better. If he's up against a team where he's not so sure, yeah. His play drops off. So, and I, that's why I look at the Eastern Conference, he's going to bully the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. As he always does. Then he'll go and, and see a Western opponent whether it be Golden State or the San Antonio Spurs and he'll get nervous. <laughs> so, what about what about versus Miami though? I mean, if they meet them in the conference semifinals, That's a team that will give LeBron pause. True. And they even got Iso Joe, who's been there before. They picked Mm -hmm. him up. So, but, but, that's a long road to hold for some old bodies. That's true. Um, But just to let you know, the Miami Heat are 2-1 and over uh, the Cavaliers this regular season. And then you got this weird dynamic. We talked about the Cavaliers. The marginalization of Kyrie Irving, in my opinion. Well, Kyrie said that he thinks they're going to win everything, so. What else are uh, you going to say? But, <laughs> again, I, I don't know who comes out of this mess to play the Cavs, but I just don't see anyone stopping them from getting to the finals. Mm-hmm. Unless, like you said, the Heat are able to show I I, I still don't see the Heat having enough. I, I just I think yeah. the Heat have more of a problem with Kyrie Irving. Yeah. You know what I mean? With Goran Dragic versus Kyrie Irving, I think that's an issue for them. Hassan Whiteside, as long as he remains mentally stable <laughs> for the Miami Heat, could cause problems. But again, the Heat the, the Cavaliers are rugged. They can match up with Mods Golf. And so I, I got I, I gotta go with the Cavs. I just gotta go with the Cavs straight yeah. through. Okay. And you're saying the Heat get all the way to the they meet him in the conference finals, that's what you're saying? No, he can't, because that's the 4-5. They would play. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, they so played. It would the... either Atlanta or Toronto, provided they win their, yes. their first round series, which we're counting on them doing. Uh, Atlanta could beat Toronto. I'm going to go Cavs-Atlanta. That's what I'm – I'm, I'm going go to that... go Cavs-Hawks. Yeah, I, I agree. And didn't that happen last year? I think that was it. Yeah, it did. And then Kyle Harper yes. which... Mm-hmm. You're on it, GM. That's right. Kyle Corver went down with an injury, and you had it, you know. Well, this is, this is when things matter, okay? Not this whole regular season nonsense, 72, 73 games. It's cute. We'll find out. <laughs> uh, well, it is. It's cute. it's cute. It's cute. It's a nice little cute story. I feel like I need a kitten, okay? <laughs> now. Now that we're done with that, we will continue to update everyone on this and give you our unvarnished opinions. I will not let the scout get away with any kind of equivocation. Now... You never do. This, no, no, no. We have to make things hard on you. You're too smart to take it easy. Come on now. Oh, well, thank you. Uh-huh. hit that backhanded compliment. Now, everybody, <laughs> to wrap this episode up, the Hall of Fame inductees announced. Um... There are some posthumous honorees: uh, Daryl Garrettson, the NBA referee; John McClendon, the first African American coach in a professional league, period; mm. Cumberland Cumberland Posey, who was who's also in the baseball Hall of Fame; and Zelmo Beatty, who led Prairie View to the to an NAIA title in 1962. So you know, rest in peace to all of you gents. But now, I believe that's Ronnie Garrettson's pops. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So, um. For NBA official, if everyone. Yes. So, again, NBA referee or official. The one threw Rasheed Wallace out, I believe, some years ago in that playoff series. <laughs> or was that Javi? Anyway. That whatever. may have been, yeah. Who knows? Uh, now, for the living Hall of Fame inductees, we have AI, Allen Iverson. We got Shaq. We got Yao Ming. <laughs> we have Cheryl Swoops, Tom Izzo, and Jerry Reinsdorf. Can I just say I am so happy for Allen Iverson. Yes. I really am. I mean... And can you you tell everybody, Scout, what that means to be in the Hall of Fame, what that does to someone's career? Oh, well, you mean outside of just the obvious pride that I I would assume one feels from being enshrined in in an exclusive group like that, but that also um, has benefits financially um, with respect to autographs, yeah, signings, being invited to things, um it really is a big deal beyond, I think what the general public um sees. Um, that's right. people it's, don't it's a that. revenue stream and in income. It, it generates income. that's right. it's it's vital uh, for a lot of these athletes uh, for that to yeah, for them to uh, pay their mortgages, you know, and all of that stuff. so it, it's bigger than it would seem. Right. Um, so yeah, we're we're so happy for for Allen. A uh, Shack is a no brainer. Yeah. Um, also for alan Iverson, just for I don't want to say once in his life because I never met him, never talked to him, but just to be accepted in this way by the establishment. Yeah, that's like that Stevie Wonder song, you know? For yeah. And in my it. life, right. I got someone <laughs> who. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and he did it his way, and mm-hmm. that means something. So, I, I, you know, he stepped all, over people on the floor, did, did a, a coach who will remain nameless. Right. Uh-huh. Um, uh, you know, I mean, there have been all kinds of things throughout his career, on um, the way he's been treated. I was even led astray on some things by the media with the way he was treated. Most notably, the infamous press conference. We talk about practice when that was misrepresented when one of his friends had died or was murdered. I don't know if he was murdered or died. Doesn't matter. The, I think the day before. yeah. And that was really what was the, the genesis of that. You are talking about practice comment? It wasn't exactly. about right not going to practice. It was about my friend died yesterday, and y'all are here talking about practice. Exactly, and and you know. In his state of mind, of course, he couldn't articulate that clearly. It, it, you would think that these wonderful, lofty media members would have done their jobs instead of harping on that. Get the real story behind it anyway. Uh, let's yeah, start. we don't want to go down that route. Maybe that's another episode and something for another day, but it, bottom line is, very happy for Alan Iverson. Mm-hmm. Um, look, hey, good for him. And Shaq, uh, again, well, okay. Shaq is, you know, yeah, Shaq is Shaq. no brainer. Yeah. Uh, also, we have Mr. Yao Ming. <laughs> yeah, and for all of those that are saying why why is Yao Ming in when he had a you know a, a good NBA career, but it wasn't you know mm-hmm. uh, through the roof, but he is a cultural impact. Yeah, um, with Yao Ming, so well deserved um, ambassador. Um, Growth of basketball across Asia We talked about that in another way The GM brought that up um, Being negative as usual um, But He <laughs> mm-hmm. had a cultural impact That that not many have had for the game So um, beyond being a very good player um, Career shortened uh, by foot injuries Which you tend to get with guys that are that large um, There are some other implications That, 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 that really um, Make him well deserving Of enshrinement So you know Mm-hmm. congratulations really to everyone that makes the hall of fame and but these are guys i think we saw um yeah grew up watching so and cheryl swoops you know oh of course of course yeah. i cheryl swoop of texas tech and 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 houston comet fame yeah um, ushered in the wnbas i believe they were the first two or three time champion the houston comets Mm-hmm. um uh tina thompson if any remembers, and they had a little a point guard too it was the three of them they were like the three amigos kind of can't think of a point guard and i apologize to her but um again huge impact uh for the ladies out there really for all of us so yeah uh, and, and just a little final note on the ai you know now they even reporting you know he was drunk during that his friend just died no right st- yeah, it's just the constant slander with him all the way back to um, the bowling alley incident. I mean, we can, throughout his life, yes, we've really been dealt a horrible hand. And to see him come out on top, uh, at least as it appears at this point, it, it, I mean, it just means a lot, it, it, as far as I'm concerned, for the game. Agreed. And you know what? That's a great place to end it. Scout, we're going to keep tracking what's going on the end of the season. The final day, everybody, is this Wednesday, uh, the 13th. And then, again, everything will start for the playoffs on Saturday, the 16th. We will meet you there and guide you through. Uh, We hope that you have a great end of the season and look forward to what's coming up because now it matters. We'll catch you next week. Yeah, Um, That's the GM talking. It all matters. Why don't you just let me end the episode? So that's when it really matters, everybody. We will catch you next time. Listen to Connoisseurs of Sport every Monday at dailydynamic.com.